Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And this is what the world calls a gentleman and a man of honor? For one so good, so full of pity to others, yours are harsh words. Because I feel I have been unworthily treated. Monsieur Derville easily penetrated the girlish openness of my character. Why, then, did he not trust to my sympathy and generosity of feeling, and tell me the whole truth? Because you would have refused him. This very expression proves how guilty he was, and how treacherous was his conduct, if he really entertained the idea of my rejecting his hand if informed of the truth. He loved you too well to incur the risk of losing you. No, no, my lord had he really loved me he would never have sacrificed me to his selfish passion nay so wretched was my position at that time and such was my desire to quit my father's roof that had he been candid and explicit with me it is more than probable he would have moved me to pity the species of misery he was condemned to endure and to sympathize with one so cut off from the tender ties which sweeten life i really believe at this moment that touched by his open manly confession as well as interested for one labouring under so severe an affliction of the almighty's hand i should scarcely have had the courage to refuse him my hand and once aware of all i had undertaken nothing should have deterred me from the full and conscientious discharge of every solemn duty towards him but to compel this pity and interest merely because he had me in his power and to exact my consideration and sympathy because unhappily i was his wife and had sworn to obligations the full force of which had been concealed from me was at once the act of a coward and a wrong judging mind how could i hold myself bound to endure the heavy penalties of my unfortunate marriage when my husband had trampled on every tie which binds an honourable mind and now my lord you may form some little idea of my wedded life you are now aware how shamefully i was deceived and that too by the person in whose hands i unsuspectingly placed the future happiness of my whole existence i had implicitly trusted in m d'harville and he had most dishonourably and treacherously repaid my trustfulness with bitter and irremediable wrongs the gentle timid melancholy which had so greatly interested me in his favour and which he attributed to pious recollections was in truth only the workings of a conscience ill at ease and the knowledge of his own incurable infirmity still were he a stranger or an enemy a heart so noble and generous as yours would pity such sufferings as he endures but can i calm those sufferings if he could distinguish my voice or if only a look of recognition answered my sorrowing glance but no oh my lord it is impossible for such as have never seen them to form an idea of those frightful paroxysms in which every sense is suspended and the unfortunate sufferer merely recovers from his frenzy to fall into a sort of sullen dejection when my dear child experiences one of these attacks it almost breaks my heart to see her tender frame twisted stiffened and distorted by the dreadful convulsions which accompany it still she is my own my beloved infant and when i see her bitter agonies my hatred and aversion to her father are increased an hundredfold 
but when my poor child becomes calmer so does my irritation against my husband subside also and then ah then the natural tenderness of my heart makes my angry feelings give place to a species of sorrow and pity for him yet surely i did not marry at only seventeen years of age merely to experience the alternations of hatred and painful commiseration and to weep over a frail and sickly infant whom after all i may not be permitted to rear and as regards this beloved object of my incessant prayers permit me my lord to anticipate a reproach i doubtless deserve and which you would be unwilling to make my daughter young as she is is capable of interesting my affections and fully occupying my heart but the love she inspires is so cruelly mixed with present anguish and future apprehensions that my tenderness for my child invariably ends in tears and bitter grief when i am with her my heart is torn with agony a heavy crushing weight presses on my heart at the thoughts of her hopeless suffering state not all the fondest devices of a mother's love can overcome a malady pronounced by all our faculty as incurable thus then by way of relief and refuge from the atmosphere of wretchedness which surrounded me i had pictured to myself the possibility of finding calm and repose for my troubled spirit in an attachment so vain so empty that but i have been deceived a second time most unworthily deceived and there is now nothing left for me but to resign myself to the gloom and misery of the life my husband's want of candour has entailed upon me but tell me my lord is it such an existence as i was justified in expecting when i bestowed my hand on m d'harville and am i alone to blame for those injuries to avenge which my husband had this day determined to take my life my fault was great very great and the more so because the object i had selected was every way so unworthy and leaves me the additional shame of having to blush for my choice happily for me my lord the conversation you overheard between the countess sarah and her brother on the subject of m charles robert spares me much of the humiliation i should otherwise have experienced in making this confession i only venture to hope that since listening to my relation you may be induced to consider me as much an object of pity as i admit i am of blame i cannot express to you madame how deeply your narrative has touched me what gnawing grief what hidden sorrows have you not been called upon to endure from the death of your mother to the birth of your child who would ever believe such ills could reach one so envied so admired and so calculated to enjoy and impart happiness to others oh my lord there are some sorrows so deep so unapproachable that for worlds we would not even have them suspected and the severest increase of suffering would arise from the very doubt of our being the enviable creatures we are believed to be you are right nothing would be more painful than the question openly expressed is she or is he as happy as they seem to be still if there is any happiness in the knowledge be assured you are not the only one who has to struggle with the fearful contrast between reality and that which the world believes how so my lord because in the eyes of all who know you your husband is esteemed even happier than yourself since he possesses one so rich in every good gift and yet is not he also much to be pitied can there be a more miserable existence than the one he leads he has acted unfairly and selfishly towards you but has he not been bitterly punished he loves you with a passion deep and sincere worthy of you to have inspired yet he knows that your only feeling towards him is insurmountable aversion and contempt 
in his feeble suffering child he beholds a constant reproach nor is that all he is called upon to endure jealousy also assails him with her nameless tortures and how can i help that my lord by giving him no occasion for jealousy you reply and certainly you are right but think you because no other person would possess my love it would any the more be his he knows full well it would not since the fearful scene i related to you we have lived entirely apart while in the eyes of the world i have kept up every necessary appearance of married happiness with the exception of yourself my lord i have never breathed a syllable of this fatal secret to mortal ears thus therefore i venture to ask advice of you i could not solicit from any human being and i madame can with truth assure you that if the trifling service i have rendered you be deemed worthy of notice i hold myself a thousand times overpaid by the confidence you have reposed in me but since you deign to ask my advice and permit me to speak candidly oh yes my lord i beseech you to use the frankness and sincerity you would show to a sister then allow me to tell you that for want of employing one of your most precious qualities you lose vast enjoyments which would not only fill up that void in your heart but would distract you from your domestic sorrows and supply that need of stirring emotions excitement and added the prince smiling i dare almost to venture to add pray forgive me for having so bad an opinion of your sex